Oh no, the Canadians are coming. Chris, John and Irish Ashley combine to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch Stream. Hey. You're not muted. <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to unmute early because for some reason when I play that video now, it always just freezes. I haven't heard the full song in, in like two weeks. What? Yeah, I don't know why. Whenever I play it, like the YouTube video is fine, but that one, it comes in real chunky for me. And so oh. I just have to prematurely unmute because I've been caught muted a few times now. Oh, my days. Yeah, but if it plays fine we for everyone get else. We it through perfectly, yeah. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on. I got to check check my computer. Maybe I got too much junk on here. I have a lot of games. I have a lot oh. of games on my computer. That might be why. Yeah, How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm cool. I feel like uh, I feel end of the week tired. Yeah. Like I'm looking forward to taking a day off tomorrow. I got I got shows on Saturday, but tomorrow I can just chill out so nice yeah but i've been good i've been very productive i bought a book like a ring binder ring bound book so that before Ooh, i go notes. to sleep at night i can write down what i'm supposed to do the next day because when i wake right. up the next morning all those thoughts are gone and then i just wing it uh and so as a result a lot of things aren't done speaking of that patrons i've edited the video to take out the private chat business i'm gonna edit the audio as soon as we get off this and it'll be up on I patreon to check today. that for you that's I okay i found it check if I, I um I what I did, did is I write it down. I watched the um I, I was watching the uh, Sixers play last night. It was the the oh, season right. opener, and um during commercial breaks, I just hit start on the episode. I started with about twenty minutes left, okay. and then just let it run until I found it and I marked it. Right. I learned a bunch about video editing. That was cool. Um, Fun. Yeah. So uh, uh so yeah. So then all I got to do is the audio, and then and then we're set, and then the Patreon will be up. We're very sorry that it took so long. Um, yeah. But, but it'll be ready. It's a good episode. <laughs> it's a good one. We had a lot of fun. It's long, too. It's like two and a bit hours. Oh, yeah, because we run over, I think. Yeah. 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 I think we did yeah. like two, 220 or something. We were having a good time. We were having a really good time. We were all a little bit chilled out on something or other. Yeah. And it was it was a good episode. I also I have a, a lot of postcards that I need to send off from Mallorca um so they're here they're gonna be written up and i'll go and find the addresses so all the patreons we haven't forgotten <laughs> no we're doing we're doing we're just we're getting just into the habit of getting it. it right that's all yeah we're just <laughs> learning it's only the second month calm down yeah that's <laughs> it hello everybody we got who we got we got kimmers tiger steve kimmers has a new uh, uh profile picture yes that's exciting look at that Glow up picture, very nice. Looking Lovely fancy. Photo. Um, yeah. I I don't. I, you okay? <laughs> I, I don't know. I've had such a week. I'm just yeah. sort of done. Yeah, I bet this week has sort of broken me just a little tiny bit. Which and sucks so hard. It was supposed to be vacation. I the know. whole point is that it's restful. Yeah, and then there's just like a few other things that are kind of bothering me at the moment and i'm just like oh i just need to not be in this position but um oh it's a new birthday selfie that's fine ah very nice very nice very nice great shot it's a great shot good call 
and happy belated birthday. Kimmers, how did you end up spending your birthday? Because we didn't end up doing a stream on it. So we sang yeah, you happy birthday early. <laughs> uh, so what, uh, what, what happened? Um, but you got to be on a boat. You were on a goddamn boat. I got to get a joyride on a motor yacht. And you know what? If anyone wants to buy me a motor yacht, I won't turn it down. Nice. <laughs> um, it was such a lovely boat. Basically, my brother's friends with the captain. And so he had to do a test run of it. And he was just like, yeah, you can come along. I won't be able to hang out with you in any way because I'll be working. But you can just sit on the boat. And I was Amazing. like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Um, and just out so... in the sea? Out in the sea. What was it? It was just a run to be like, oh, this boat doesn't sink and moves forward. Pretty much, yeah. Right? There'd been a bit of damage on the boat, so they basically had to bring it out, test the engine, bring it up to full speed. Nice. Um, so we got to go kind of fast on it as well. Um, Did you do the thing was... where your hat almost falls off, but you catch it at the last time, and then you lean back <laughs> in the sun like uh, like Audrey Hepburn? <laughs> That's not real. Um, <laughs> there's like a string or something there so that she definitely doesn't miss it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was lovely. Spent the day with my folks and grandparents, came around in the afternoon. I got a stovetop kettle for my brother, and it's ace. Nice. nice. Very nice. That's lovely. Um, yeah, no, so a motor yacht, was, it was lovely, and um, he had to do, like, an emergency stop on it and everything. So there was just a few things he needed to go out and check and, okay. uh, you know, make sure... He had like a couple of engineers down in the engine as well while he was doing that. So, mm. um, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Were you, did you get to? Did you get to like be in the the? I can never remember what the hell it's the cockpit. I guess. Um, yeah, while yeah. They're making so, all the decisions, so like you got to see I how they. Guess it's the, the cockpit. Basically. I actually don't. I wouldn't really know what the proper term for it is on a on a yacht. Bridge. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I've watched enough Star Trek that I should have known that. I should have yeah, absolutely should have known, known that. that. My dad was in the Navy. I should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I was up there. He was kind of showing us, um, like, he has this whole dashboard thing with information on it, and he was showing us bits and pieces. And mm. the only thing I understood was the temperature of the water. And the temperature of the water, still warmer than the temperature of the air in Glasgow, all summer. Nice. nice. <laughs> Did you send pictures so, of that to your friends? Were you like, ha, 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 ha. Um, And then I got I got a full tour of the boat as well. So I got to see a little crew bunker and I got to see the actual sweets in it. Oh. Um, so they Did have you like take a advantage and bang a sailor in a suite while at sea? No. What? No, Aw, oh, man. <laughs> um. But yeah, they have like a big master suite mm. and then there's a lovely little bathroom and then they have a twin room and a double room in this yacht. And it's just like, oh, God. Very and important question from C. Mooney. Did you get drawn like one of those French girls? Um, I, you know, I know I talk about a lot of things on this, but there's some little things I'm going to keep secret. No. Um, <laughs> Facts. There is handmade porn of Ashley in Spain right now. It is keeping a sailor company. <laughs> um, GSA on the poop deck. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was it was fun it was fun um and it was just nice to be on a boat again because i grew up on boats you know yeah. and somebody uh commented mr steve mooney did you do the titanic thing i did the titanic thing before it was the titanic thing There's did you say i'm the queen of the world there is a photograph of me at a few months old it, at the front of a boat in like a baby harness doing that cool and that was in 1993 titanic came out in 1994 that was a reference to point break just so you know ashley that was we wouldn't want you to miss out i'm just not even going to acknowledge that um <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. That's great. I miss, I miss being on boats so bad. Like staying at my dad's place because he's like right on the beach. He could see the the, the ocean mm. from his apartment. Um and these huge sailboats would go by. And I was like, fuck. I do miss that. Yeah. It's pretty special. There's nowhere quite like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think my brother's in kind of a frustrating place in that he works on these boats, but he doesn't do any of the work that requires him to be on them when they go out at sea. Oh, he does so. the prep stuff he just does all of the prep stuff and so he does he he even was really enjoying getting to be out in these this boat and i was like you're on these boats all the time he's like yeah not at sea though and i was like oh okay is, is that by choice or is that just his skill set that he's that's like just, that's his skill set that's his job um, that's wild imagine me like oh you work on boats how often do you go out never terrified of the ocean bit. can't <laughs> Go. No, he loves the ocean and he he just doesn't get out on it that much. But he Shit. is currently going to be doing his yacht masters so that he can skipper and captain boats like mm. that as well. Um, so that's he's on that trajectory. He's making his way out to sea. <laughs> good, good, great. It used to yeah. be so easy. All you did was yeah. you forged a signature from your parents and you <laughs> you hopped on a boat, and that was. Mm -hmm. The rest of your life. Yeah. Um, I hate those people aren't supposed to be on water. What? People we came from, fish from water, probably. Yeah, we were fishes first. We were fish at one point. <laughs> um, I love the sea and the water. It's one of the, like, I always get a bit emotional on boats now, I think. Probably just because I don't get to go on them very often. But it's always one of those little things that, makes me think of how much my illness impacted me mm. um just because I, and i'm not going to get too heavy on this but it's just like when i was a kid i was fucking fearless you know we went mm. swimming and kayaking with sharks and seals and dolphins and you know we'd go out kayaking for hours we'd be out on the boats for hours now i was always I was always a frail type, you know, I would, the whole family would be out on the sea and we'd come in and I would just be purple. I would be loving it, but I would be purple. I'd be so cold, um, oh, right, yeah. you know, but it was just, yeah, when I got sick, then I just, I was not able for it. And I lost all the confidence that I had from growing up on the sea. And that really yeah. frightened me because I became afraid of doing things. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. As soon as you know that you're breakable, like it's okay when you're an adult because we all go through that. But when yeah. you're a kid and you go, oh, no, I'm not just breakable, but like killable and yeah. <laughs> maimable. And it's all just yeah. so awful. So like you lose that excitement. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Were you supposed to host a gong show in London? Me? 
Tim Reedy says, I almost went to the gong show you hosted in London, Ashley, but the NHS said no. I'm not in London. Oh, you're in Glasgow. Tim, I think you're thinking of a different... Uh, I think it's a different Ashley. Ashley. You were emceeing something in Top Secret? That's not me. That different is Ashley, bud. not me at all. Different Ashley. <laughs> I mean, I'll take the gig if it's going, but it's not me. <laughs> That sucks. Some, some guy in your flight tested positive. You thought it was though. Who I I I want. Yeah. Let's see. Top secret comedy. Looking it up now. There can be only one Ashley. No, there's Ashley story, but I don't think it's her either. No, I mean it might be, but yeah, I would have been surprised. What's the date today? Twenty yeah. first. Mm-hmm. It was on Monday, on the eighteenth. Did he say? Uh, Tom Tuck in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Tuck in disguise. Uh, Ashley's story is just you in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm uh, actually because attempt. I'm like trying to. Oh, grow Ashley out my hair. Barnhill. I've never even heard of that person. No. Do you know Ashley Barnhill? I have never heard of Ashley Barnhill. On Monday night, there was an Ashley Barnhill that was performing. Ashley Barnhill is a stand-up comic, filmmaker, writer, and actress. Subversively dark and mean, Ashley is a skilled writer with unnervingly biting delivery. She tours worldwide with Dave Chappelle and his touring show, Controlled Danger, <laughs> with John Mayer. Ashley's toured with Joe Rogan and Mark Marin. She's also open for Will Smith, Solange, Talib Kweli, and Most Deaf. You've seen her on Roast Battle, Marin, and Drunk History, narrating the story of Muhammad Ali. She's a writer on TBS's Drop the Mic. Ashley is currently participating in Viacom's Emerging Directors Program. She has written, directed, edited, and acted in many of her own festival-winning short films. You can see Ashley on HBO as a top 10 finalist in Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's docuseries Project Greenlight for Directors. You can also catch her in the Sundance <laughs> short film Roast Battle, directed by Jason Reitman. And she has a law degree. That sounds like there you're are right. some credits all those things. There that I wish I had, and then there are <laughs> others that I'm like, nah, it's definitely not me. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I could see no that. touring with Dave Chappelle for me. Thank you. Well, now, sure, but then three weeks <laughs> ago, come on. Uh, nah, <laughs> I was turning that down long ago. Uh, Tim has been, Tim is a, 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 you remember Tim, we had Tim on, uh, he, he is. is an Estonian Irish guy and he, he brought all the, uh, Estonian guys over to do, uh, uh, stand up in, in the UK. Oh, that's fun. I wonder, how's that going? Yeah. How the show's been, how did it, how, because he sent me a message asking for tips on getting shows in London. And I was like, it's sort of too late. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> I don't know, but how did it go? Did you get, did you get spots? Had an Estonian, an Estonian language show. Language show. That's Packed fun. house. Oh, oh yeah, you did that at the Bill Murray. That's great. That is great. Oh, because oh, so many Estonians would have just been like, "There's an Estonian gig happening." Yeah, yeah. And like, there's a Romanian language show. There are a bunch of French language shows. Like, because London great. is, you know, as multicultural yeah. as it gets. So, that's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, all right, we have our guest is here. John is obviously still in Dubai, hating every second of it. Man, he hates hating it. it. He's can't he's, wait for it to get so here. sad. He's coming have, in so hot. I have a story from today that I sent you a message about. The fucking weirdest thing happened today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so freaked out about it, but I'm going to save it for John. Okay, so you told us something. It is so up his street. Like, okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I get that. The only thing I will tell you 
is it is involving my knickers. <laughs> yes. All right. But not, but not what you think. No? <laughs> no. Is this to do with what you said yesterday about trying no. to figure out how to sell them? Totally <laughs> it's different. Nothing to do with that. Oh shit! I'm it so is tired. Super weird. Let's bring on our guest. Oh, so. <laughs> Uh, we got a guest today. Uh, uh, we're trying to book more guests in general. So uh, yeah. we've actually, we've got a lot for the rest of the month. Yeah. Like almost every day. I have now. somebody who's getting back to me for a date in November as well. Nice. And then I'm going to start messaging a couple of other people too. Yeah, me too. But today we got friend of the show, regular co-host of the Big Shiny Podcast. Good friend of yours and mine, Jordan Robson Kramer. Yay. Hi guys. How's it going? I'm hey. so freaked out right now. That was such an introduction. I thought this was just hanging out. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad I brought this sheet of things to talk about. If I, uh, if it's just dead air, but uh. what's well, I think it's I've, I've been listening a lot to the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, and his his intros to people take five minutes per person <laughs> because it's like Gilbert Gottfried is just like an old man who uh, needed money, and so he started a podcast. But the guy he did it with is like a huge showbiz nerd and knows everything from all the old movies, like knows who re-edited something, not just the editor, but the person who re-edited it after, like goes deep, weird savant guy. And so his are just like, you may have seen him as extra number two in Dallas. And then he started X, Y, and Z. And it's literally just okay. going on and you can hear them getting uncomfortable <laughs> as he keeps naming their credits and then it ends. And the, the guests are just winded. Godfrey's, <laughs> Godfrey's line of it afterwards is like, our intros also double as obituaries. Like, yep. Yeah, it's like, it's always funny when you uh, come across those sort of uh, journey people who did things before they got famous and their Wikipedia entries is just like personal life and it's longer than their actual. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I tuned in uh, briefly. I got to say, uh, and I hope your listeners appreciate this, but uh, I where the stream is now, I'm not sure if it was always this time, but it's like pretty much starts right as I close the doors to my record store here. Nice. And it's like, it's 2004 all over again. Door closes. I just roll a huge spliff and I watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice, man. Yeah. That's so lovely. So, that's nice uh, I, I, I haven't seen anyone in the outside world for about two weeks. So this is actually. Uh, oh, shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I've seen people in the store, but it's like, if, if, if anything, COVID has really started a new routine that I think, uh, and, and I'm looking, um, I'm, I'm actually going to be seeing Chris in real life in about, uh, two weeks or something yeah um, went over to the island which will be surreal but uh yeah I, I i had this moment i don't know where you guys are at where i'm just like oh yeah that's now a routine like it's totally normal going uh three weeks without seeing like a friend yeah <laughs> so, oh yeah 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 i had it today time. when i was just getting ready for the stream i was like have i left my house today <laughs> nope did i yesterday <laughs> i honestly don't know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's always a bad uh, sign when you're making like small chat with your sixty-year-old uh, Korean dep guy just because you need emotional validation. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, <It's... laughs> I went Is down it... to my Sorry. brother, and he's in he's in Spain, and they they're kind of carrying on as if COVID never happened at the moment. Oof. Oh yeah. There's still no. There's still some masks and stuff. Okay. Um, but 
they're on an island off Spain. You know, it's not mainland Spain, yeah. and they're they're just, you know, they don't have too many cases, I don't think, and they're just kind of getting on with it. But yeah, so I was with my brother, and we were out every night bar one mm-hmm. um, with his pals and stuff, and I was just like, oh, this is what a social life is like. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what happens when you are able to turn off that part of your brain that has yeah. concerns with other people. and just I yeah. made a new friend. Hey! Like, <laughs> I, I got along really well with one of my brother's friends, and uh, yeah, I just, like, I went with her to get her nails done, and it was mm. just really fun, and, and she, like, was messaging me and stuff, and I was just like, what is this? <laughs> just, I, I, this is so foreign to me now. <laughs> he, 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 Keep that part uh, close to you because there's a good chance, like ten years from now, uh, if if you're like me or perhaps Chris, uh, you're gonna. Uh, I haven't made any new friends in the last year, but I've definitely made new enemies. Like people <laughs> I don't even know. I didn't yeah. even know them, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've I've done a fair bit of that myself. <laughs> yeah, Ashley names names in newspapers. Names. It's wild. Uh, yeah. I I have it now where I'm um uh, because I'm doing shows pretty regularly, uh, but I don't. I still don't like like sitting at the big table with a bunch of comics because you know how at the back mm. of the room or like if you're doing a bar show, there's normally like a table off to the side and that's where all the acts sit. Um, I keep sort of like sectioning people off and smoking's really good for this yeah. where I'm just like, oh, I'm going to go out and have a smoke. Do you want to come? So it's like I can take them out of the big group situation because I'm just more comfortable with like two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I used to love sitting at a table with a bunch of strangers and sort of shooting in and out. Now I'm just like, no, no, no. Let's uh let's lower these. Let's uh let's get this to a manageable number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. Who knows what it's gonna look like? Um mm-hmm. I, I should have also said uh just uh these enemies I've made. Uh <laughs> like so yeah, I, I work at a record store here as you can see. This yeah. is real. you guys know that. Uh, yeah, we know that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm like That's great. You know, like <laughs> not not going to uh say a hundred percent. I, I won't give like percentages, but no, I will. Uh, let's say there's a forty there's a forty percent chance I might be Epstein in my own uh, record shop here. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be like, oh, he somehow stacked five boxes of records over his neck and it snapped. Weird. Oh, okay. I thought you meant that you were running a, a child sex ring at a yeah. record store. <laughs> no, no, no. Every <laughs> listen, I. Anybody who's in the know knows that Epstein refers to uh, a suicide, an improbable suicide, not what the man did. Uh, taking that word back. Uh, okay. Not, <laughs> just for the pedophiles. It has to be for uh, suicides. Like, oh, how did I that don't know. Yeah. I feel like the impact of, uh, of, of his crimes far outweighs the impact of his murder by uh, powerful people that couldn't have him naming names. Except that the impact of his murder... Mm. allows those people to get away with the crime. Beautiful, Ashley. I love that. Yes. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm with Ashley on this one. So. Okay. Um, can I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to, uh, I, I, I want to hear what you guys were going to say about boats, but I definitely have a story uh, we could get back to involving my uh, possible untimely death this year. So I, I want to get as many Twitch streams as I can where I say this. In case. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to warn us. Yeah, we're laughing, but it's my life. <laughs> you I'm mentioned really um, who you harmed. You mentioned obituaries there a little while ago. Do you, like, do you guys ever think about 
how people will see you when you're gone. <laughs> no. I'm worried I'm... about how I would see myself in my own death and looking back on my own life. Like if you had a moment where they just replay your life and, and you'll just have those moments. I was like, oh no, it's coming up to 2009. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to that that book that they make yeah. you read of your own shit. But I, uh, no, I'm honestly like, when people tell me they were talking about me and I wasn't there, I'm shocked. Like, <laughs> I can't, I, I have no, I'm, I'm always amazed that people think of me. And so the idea that they will spend time thinking of me when I'm not even around anymore is wild to me. Like, I don't even, I don't even consider that. But that's I just spend that my days thinking about telling you things. Like, <laughs> 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 Everything that happens to me, I'm like, I can't wait to tell Chris and John about this. <laughs> I, I know Chris too much, though. I, I know that that's what you just said. That's a denial mechanism because you actually don't want to let into your heart how many people actually love you. That is possible. That is totally possible. But also, I'm just like, people go, oh, I was talking about you the other day. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I I have a weird fascination with knowing what people say about me, good or bad. I mm. love it. Okay. I love it. Have you ever been in one of those situations, Ashley, where you are uh, seeing, like, you're somewhere and it's two people who maybe haven't seen each other for a while and they're running into and they just start shit talking somebody that they know, but you don't know, or like just, you know, gossiping. Uh, I, love I mean, that. I'm sure yeah. I've, I love it. So I can't much. think of the immediate examples, but like, yeah, I know the You've never had this happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely have. It'll happen and it'll be great. Yeah. Like it's it's more fun than like No, I feel fun. like that 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 has ha I feel like that's happened on this show. Like... <laughs> yeah, maybe, um, maybe, maybe just uh people coming to record stores are assholes. Maybe that's <laughs> <laughs> But that's isn't that the best when people start like when you're sitting with two people, they know each other. Yeah. Uh, and they have like a, a person that they hate. And I love it because I can ask all the questions that they don't feel confident Ooh, asking okay. each other. Yeah. And yeah. so you go, oh, but why? That sounds like a monster. Why did they do that? And then they feel okay to say all the things that they wouldn't normally say uh -huh. because it's to like an innocent, someone that's yeah. not yeah. there. Oh, the gossip you get out of those is so fucking pure. <laughs> <laughs> Life's so great sometimes. Yeah. So it can be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just it like, like I heard something the other day uh, where um, it was like a couple that I'd see around often. One of them is a musician and uh, he like left the country and then I just assumed that, oh, okay, like he uh, split up with his wife and uh, just wanted a change of pace. Uh, but then I overheard two people talking about this guy and I, and they said, yeah, no, like, he didn't it wasn't a harmonious breakup like she had brain cancer for three years and he like started having an affair <laughs> just, Jesus. Just this long long odyssey of just this guy being a total douchebag and oh, then you got to go to australia afterwards and and uh end up with somebody half his age so a lot of things for people to look forward to in life <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever overheard somebody talking about you? 
No, but uh, my girlfriend overheard people talking about me once. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't great, but they sucked. So it was okay. Information. Cool. They sucked. <laughs> yeah. I remember um, being in. I actually don't remember where this was, but I was by myself somewhere, and there was uh, it was either a couple or a family. I think it was just a couple. And they were German, and they started talking about me in German, obviously not realizing that I could understand them. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they like they didn't really say anything about me that was that interesting. They mm. were just kind of talking about how I was alone. Um, and I don't remember. I I can't remember where we were, but for some reason, the fact that I was alone seemed to matter in this context. Um, and. Okay. I, yeah, so I just remember that happening and just being like, "Oh, they're talking about me," thinking that I don't speak German. <laughs> That's how um, did you how did you get them? Because there's there's I so many nice. Oh, you didn't even I say didn't. to embarrass I them. No, because I think they weren't close. It was one of those things where they weren't really that close to me, and I also wasn't. I'm not confident in my German. You know, I can understand things better than I can speak it. And uh, they hadn't really said anything that interesting either, you know. So it was just like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is. Actually, I remember. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I I remember my uh, my mom doing. My mom told me she used to do that to people in Gaelic. Um, yeah. Because she she spoke oh, Gaelic. And speaking so she Irish when you go on people. holidays is the fucking best. Until you get it's caught. The only time. No, it's the only <laughs> time that we like go for it we never speak irish at home and then when you're when you're abroad and yeah. you use it to bitch about somebody next to you it's amazing but what she so she used to do that with her friend in bars and then and then the dude they were talking about just walks up and fucking irishes them right back and <laughs> she's like never again cup us oh that's great i i'm totally out of the loop here so what what is speaking irish if if uh my, oh you don't know about uh, the irish language <laughs> I, I've I've heard of it, but I, I thought it was somewhat similar to English. Uh, not not the Queen's oh, English. No, I, I just no. Speak. they do speak totally English. Totally different language because of colonialism. Okay, but, we speak uh, English because the English made us. Yeah, <laughs> but sorry, my my question's more uh, like Ashley. You're Irish, uh huh, and you're so not, Tom Ogle Tom Conwell a kind of Skyelga. Yeah, I understand perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, that makes a lot of sense now why uh, there was this Irish person who I totally didn't understand, but I thought it was just because I was uh, going. It was in a bar like back in 2008 in this loud fucking bar where this uh, they were blasting music, but the they had no subwoofer, so it was all tweet, like high-end uh -huh. tweet. And this person was just saying stuff in my ear, and I, 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 I just totally uh, did not understand a single word, but that's probably uh -huh. why. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe very. Or it was the accent. Possibly. Or you were very drunk. Yeah, a beautiful yeah. combination. A beautiful Irish combination. Song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. Um, if I'm in a, a loud bar or something, and it's it's really irritating, but I can't hear in this ear. Mm. Um, I can I can hear when there's not background noise, but if there's background noise, I actually can't hear in this ear at all if somebody speaks into it. And so I'm always having having to like get people to repeat things into this, and and I'm like, I need you to say it into this ear because I can't hear you, and it's just really irritating. <laughs> how how um, if there's any other uh, people who might not know, or maybe I'm just a complete idiot. Uh, like, how normal is that for 
the Irish population in general? Like, what do you know? Have any the idea? The ear like, thing, or just like, who are actually? <laughs> yeah, how many Irish people are deaf in one ear? Pretty much all of them, about ninety-five percent. Yes. I see it's a genetic thing. I saw my left foot. It's uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't. What are you, what? What are you asking me? <laughs> how common is what in Irish people? Uh, no, how how common are um, is is that every Irish person speaks Irish or oh. so has just gone like there's not yeah there wouldn't be that many people who are fluent anymore um mm. it, you would get a lot more over to the west of the country um but we are all made to to learn it in school it's compulsory in school you have to do it in order to pass your exams all the way through school up mm. until um, a certain grade up until you finish school okay so it's not like canada where they make you take french but you can drop it at a certain point yeah. no you have to finish your leaving cert in with irish some people do their leaving cert in Irish. So there's like, there's a lot of people that will, because you can get extra points if you do your leaving cert in Irish. So you're doing maths in Irish, you're doing history in Irish, you're doing oh, yeah, all of your different, French. yeah, you're doing all your yeah. different uh, subjects in Irish. But you, um, there, I know quite a few people that went to a Grail school, they all went on to do something involving maths and they had to relearn the words for everything in English yeah. because everything's done in English at university level. <laughs> Such a nightmare. Here's a, um, here's a number for you, Jordan. Internet says estimates of fully native Irish language speakers in Ireland range from 40 to 80,000. Uh, only 8,068 in the 2016 census forms were completed in Irish. Yeah. So, so there's 8,068 stubborn fucks <laughs> yeah. who, who just won't let it go. I'd say there's probably only a couple of hundred really old people in the west of the country that still can't speak English. Mm. Um, but they are there. You just have to fucking hunt them down. What, <laughs> um, what year do you hope that um, there's a day where nobody has to speak Irish? anymore? I don't <laughs> hope that at all. It's, it's, it's so sad. My heritage has is dying. Like. I, I, honestly think, I honestly think that you're probably like out of people I because I've watched the stream a bunch, but um, you're probably somebody who could like dry read Finnegan's Wake and get half of it without the Coles notes. Because like I, I was reading this, I, actually, there's this like Terrence McKenna podcast. Uh -huh. podcast. Terrence McKenna, he invented podcasts. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, he, uh, where he basically he gives a whole lecture on Finnegan's Wake, and it's insane. Okay. Because he he Terrence really McKenna's the drug guy, right? The psychonaut. He was more than that, but that's uh, what he was predominantly known for. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was like, yeah, he was a Joycean scholar, and and he does this amazing lecture on Finnegan's Wake, where he's just getting into the etymology of like the words. But yeah, he he knew his Irish for sure. Okay. Yeah, anyway. I I've not read it, so I can't confirm or deny your and you call yourself proud of your heritage absolutely <laughs> outrageous that's like me saying i've never read any margaret atwood which i haven't but i never oh, said she's, i was proud of my hair spreading oh. on turf water her and her and she... dave chappelle should like do a, a like a comedians in car getting yeah oh is she is she our jk rowling she is jk rowling yeah. Oh wow! Margaret. She's doing it. She's that, going uh, people should be allowed to say the word "woman" still if they want. Yeah. Oh, was that her? 
I saw people I saw people tweeting like jokes about it, and I was like, yeah. whatever started this was fucking wild. <laughs> that was Margaret Atwood. That's why oh, that, no. that started. <laughs> she's just like she's part of like such a uh here I'm gonna mansplain feminism. <laughs> Please do okay, I hold love on. it when hold that on. happens. Hold on. Let's give him the floor. Oh so in the history this all comes from my girlfriend, by the way. I'm just pretending to know <laughs> my girlfriend. So mansplains but blames it on a woman. I love it. <laughs> uh no, it, she's she's in academia so i think there's actually it's been kind of a um recurring thing where the, uh, younger students have had issues uh, i can't but i wish i could <laughs> um where just younger students have like filed complaints over 70 year old uh like first wave feminist teachers because they like will say something uh questionable or, or whatever right yeah so i think she yeah. margaret Atwood's just old yeah, there is a, there is a, there's something, there's like, I feel very bad for the people that like, cause like RuPaul caught it in the air um, from the trans community. Um, people that like basically fought for all the rights years ago when the yeah. rights were like, stop punching me. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. And now, and now it's just like, and now the fact that we've gotten to like microaggressions or uh, uh, things yeah. in that, the fact that we're even discussing things like microaggressions is so wild to them. Yeah, that they can't like wrap their heads around it, and like this discrepancy of they're like, you don't know what suffering is. Mm -hmm. I was attacked by dogs. Yeah, so was, and they're like, and the kids are like, we're still not, we're still suffering. Stop being an asshole about it. And it's just like it's such a nightmare because it's like you guys agree on so many things, and it's such a shame. That, yeah, that you're a like they're losing um, sort of a connection to the younger generation that they helped make possible yeah and that the younger generation is losing decades of practical activist knowledge yeah of people that know how to fight the fights that have made the mistakes and know how to fix them know what it is to, to get someone on your side know what an ally really looks like things like that and it's like both are losing so hard on this but, but yeah. maybe, and it's maybe such it'll, a shame maybe it'll be like one of those things like i i i don't know any of those uh Fancy analogies you just made, Chris. I don't know anything about uh, academia. You sound so much like Norm Macdonald right now. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm honored. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 maybe it's you know I'm a record store guy. Maybe it's like people like me who grew up in the '90s loved alternative rock, and whenever people would say like, "Hey, check out the Eagles or Fleetwood Mac," I'd be like, "Fuck that, man! Fuck the Eagles!" And then you grow up, and then you appreciate the nuance of music. Now I love the Eagles, so maybe yeah. that's maybe that's <laughs> yeah. I don't know, and I, I think I, yeah, I just think it's a shame. It's too bad that we're losing all those people because a lot it of it is, is like, and it's it's you're one just of fucking those... old. You shouldn't be in the conversation anymore. Yeah, that's it, 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 but also they started the conversation. No, they did. So yeah, but I guess it's it's, like... it's always that catch twenty two, and it's it's I I put it down to just. I think at a certain point you're just tired and you you accept the like you don't want to keep arguing. Yeah. You know, and I think that I can understand that a lot. And um you know it's one of those things where people don't realize how much the micro stuff opens the door to the bigger Macro. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. and and it's it is getting down to micro stuff, and they're kind of like, oh, but you know that sort of stuff doesn't matter. You're not getting punched in the face, as you said. Yeah. 
Um, but actually it's like, no, no, but this was why you were getting punched in the face. And we're trying mm. to, we're trying to stop it altogether. Absolutely. And it's a shame you know, that they can't, they can't see it, but it's like the, mm. I understand. Like if you came from you that and then, and then you walk by, you'd be like, you'd be like, microaggressions are a gift mm -hmm. <laughs> That's compared to what I had to deal with. And yeah. it's like, it doesn't make them good. Like, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's still not okay, but like, it's just, it just fucking sucks. Like mm -hmm. it, it breaks my heart to see all these people that did work so hard and were on the right side of history for so long and made such amazing inroads, um, sort of leave a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And now yeah. you can't benefit from it because there's a wealth of knowledge there that is useful yeah. and should, and could be incredibly helpful right now because they were at the last time that all this was happening. Yeah. The last time there was this major change and they rode that wave and they know how to do it. And it's like, it's just a shame. But even then they weren't listening to old fucking people either. Yeah. You think, you, you think <laughs> Gloria Steinem was in a cycle. Like Emily Pankhurst? Like there was no, I didn't give a <laughs> yeah. shit about what these old suffragettes thought about. Yeah. So they just weren't able to tweet. That's all. And the, the, oh, go on. Oh, I was just going to say that, like, yeah, I, I feel there's there's so many stages of it because uh, whenever my girlfriend has to go to faculty meetings, there's just people where even the, you know, the teachers who've been there for 10 years, like my girlfriend, are, are t talking about, like, oh, can you just retire already? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. People are just scared, I think, in general, about <laughs> every change, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I, I was just going to say about the like the really frustrating thing about a lot of this turf stuff, you know, like what Margaret Atwood's thing was about being mm. able to use the term woman and J.K. Rowling is going on about how uh, using the, the terms people who menstruate is like it's they claim that it's um what, what is it they try and say that it's it sort of um eliminates the woman's experience or something mm, yeah but i think the, the the unfortunate thing is even if you kind of disregard the trans aspect of how ignorant that is it doesn't suit the agenda that they are even proclaiming to be pursuing mm. because you know it's still so exclusive and and it still isolates women who don't menstruate or you know women who have difficulties with uh you know that they, they, uh, they're talking about how um mm. in uh like people are getting asked if they're pregnant even if they physically can't be if they're trans women or something mm. like that or men are getting asked it now if they could be pregnant because people don't want to assume that mm. a man couldn't be pregnant now yeah. and um it is just this thing of like, even if you didn't look at the trans thing, there's women who can't get pregnant, pregnant, or there's women who struggle with things like that, and you're you're being really uninclusive to those people as well. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's just like, oh, I, I, I'm just being angry I, for no reason. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if you talked about it like on a previous episode, but I, I did watch the um, uh, the Last Chapelle, um, oh, yeah. kind of get uh, a sense of what. It's going on a little bit with this divide 
Um, yeah, yeah. John and, and I talked about it, but Ashley was gone. Well, like the main the main part that stuck out for me was just like the he he makes this point of like saying like you know I'm just like call, he's like call me Team Turf like I'm sorry gender is a fact and I yeah. feel like it, it misses this huge part which is like okay sure maybe debatable but identity isn't identity no. is fact mm. like it's like the most like multifluous thing we have as human beings like so yeah. <clears throat> I don't know but I I, I definitely. Uh, I, I don't want to get into that. I, I'll actually scratch that off my list. I uh, <laughs> talked about Chappelle. We can talk about Dune. <laughs> well, there's, I mean, part of the, like, part of the thing for them, because I'm trying to understand why it's such a sticking point. Yeah. Because that's where, if you, if you, un you can't, you can't help anyone change how they think without understanding how they think first. Yeah. Um, because you have to meet them where they are because they're afraid and they're defensive. Mm -hmm. So you have to, Say, I see why you think that, and I understand it, and here's what you think. Here's where maybe some questions are. Um, uh, and so, like, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm, I haven't found a good answer yet. But I'm, I'm, the point that I've gotten to now is it reminds me of um, sort of like segregationist and anti-segregationist um, movements where people thought that race was a fact. Race yeah. determined who you were and how you should be treated and where your place was in society and taking that part of the problem that the 60s did was once um they sort of made civil rights a big thing and the 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 the, the flow of of history was with them and things started to get a little bit better um even in just sort of a mindset they didn't go back and talk to racists and be like but here's what it is they just went you're garbage get out of mm. here and so those people will fester for yeah. years and they won't talk to anyone else. And then gradually they explode and that's how you get Trump. That's what, hey, we're still here. Don't forget about us. Yeah. Um, and so, and then if you, and then we put them back in the bottle, but then the pressure comes and then it explodes again. And that's a forever cycle. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like that. It's difficult when you think that like, because gender was uh, like race, a foundational part mm -hmm. of culture. And Western civilization, it was things were divided on that at all times, in all ways, whether explicit or implicit. And so to remove one of the, you know, seemingly foundational pillars of our culture is a big deal. Mm. Like, that's a wild thing. And so I understand why old people would be like, you can't just take this away. Like, I don't know. I don't so know what to yeah. do with it. I don't understand what you meant when you said what what I think he's color? I think he means that oh, uh, race gender. is a fact, like race is is yeah, so that's a pillar. Of, yeah, so for yeah, exactly. So for them it was race and now it's gender. Right? Yeah. Um but it's it's we're seeing a lot of the same problems where we're just being like but this is how I organize everything in my life. Yeah. Everything is based on the idea that gender is a thing, and I don't know our bathroom down to bathrooms, down to yeah, you know, clothing. Yeah, like when you think about the fact that there were segregated bathrooms for um, black people as well, mm. you're just like, how did that ever make sense? But obviously, it did at the time, and it yeah. is exactly the same way that we see male and female bathrooms now. Granted, there might in. be. Yeah, because that's how the trans thing is. Is don't yeah. you fucking dare come into our ladies' bathroom? Yeah, I you think, belong over there. That's you know. I think fundamentally, there's there is a slightly greater um, 
what am I trying to say? <laughs> there, there, there's a more obvious thing that uh, people using anti-trans mm. rhetoric can grasp onto, and that is that gender difference and race difference are, are completely different. You know, in that mm. race different, like black people and white people are not different except mm. for their the color. There's like they're they're not a different species or anything. Yeah, but men and women our bodies operate completely differently. They do. Mm. And you cannot deny the, bi the biology of that. And so you can, you can see the need for recognition of women's experience versus men's. And mm. so in that way, I can see where some turf rhetoric comes from. Mm. Um, because obviously we as women there's been so much to try and have our voices heard and like i think when it comes when it comes down to things like um the pregnancy and and, and looking at menstruation and stuff there is still so many issues with how the medical uh, profession treats women yeah. you know like the amount of times i've been told i'm imagining stuff like yeah. Uh, the way that there's just no, there's nowhere near as much research into women's kind of fertility issues or period issues or anything like that as there is into men's health issues. Mm. Um, and even things like, you know, we have to pay for any sort of uh, uh, anything to do with our bodies. We pretty much have to pay for it. And then like, we don't get any sort of, um, contraception for free most of the time we don't get uh period management stuff for free we don't get like coil implants are always a few hundred euro or path or pounds or whatever mm. um all of that like and then men are able to get viagra for free in most countries and it's just like yeah there there is a bit more of a difference so yeah i guess i can see where mm. the trans rhetoric comes from yeah. but there's a way to be inclusive for everyone. And I think that's the reason people are sticking on the Dave Chappelle one now is that his oh. bit mentioned the difference in sporting. Yeah. You know, oh, did we just get raided? We just got raided. I was just thinking, <laughs> what, a what, a, what a hilarious time to play the raid video. But here we go. Welcome, everybody, friends. Thank you for the raid. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream with John and Chris and Ashley. Stick around and give us a follow. You are awesome. Absolutely hilarious timing. Thank you for the follow. I am the Egg Boy. I really enjoy your name. Welcome, please. Um, it's a total tonal whiplash, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about uh, turfs, basically. Oh, thank you, thank you for following uh, Steffi Chu. Welcome to the Troggies. Thank you for following Yak Enemy. Welcome to the Troggies. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're I'm we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll wrap up this point because I feel like I've been talking a bit too much. Um, but yeah, I think that's why the Dave Chappelle yeah. thing is sticking because he mentioned the difference in sports and and competing in in the Olympics as trans men mm. or women, and because I believe there's a trans woman who just dominated in the women's category or something, mm. 
and people are just a bit like well yeah you're physically a different thing and it's there's there's so much that needs to be uh spoken about and researched there i think Mm. i think basically they're just there literally just needs to be research done into um because the thing is there a lot of trans people are taking hormones so it is it's actually changing their body and probably putting them into the same uh, f- mm. level as as most uh people who are born of that gender um or of that sex but uh you know i think the door needs to be opened so that the research can be done and the discussion can be had and if we have to change yeah. I think Ashley froze the game to different weight. Rather, did I just freeze? Yeah, you froze for a second. Yeah, you said something about weight classes. Change the game to different weight classes. Yeah, like if we if we need to change it to being a weight class thing rather than a men versus women thing, then that's another discussion. But I mean, I think I think that um, um, like again, I I this is coming from a place of trying to understand the reticence that you can address Mm -hmm. it. Is um, you know we're we're all you know pro trans anti turf. And mm-hmm. where even we don't know the science behind it. Like you just said, it's like, I think they're probably that brings them down. I don't fucking know. Jordan, do you know? No. Uh, I'm not going to watch Joe Rogan to find out. Like, yeah, right. It's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I get all my scientific information. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, um, but yeah, so like even, you know, people that are invested on on the side that we're on don't know a lot of this stuff. So I think that the, part of the problem is that the 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 people that are really involved in it are so far ahead in their thought and the theory mm-hmm. and their understanding of it all than the uh, popular conversation is. Popular yeah. culture hasn't crossed a lot of these bridges. We haven't thought about it. Uh, there's a lot of ways that you know, like you said, sports might be have have to be redefined in certain ways um, mm-hmm. in terms of categories. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, uh, there were jokes about USSR. Um, like a little kid, there were jokes about USSR weightlifters in the female class taking testosterone, um, and that was how they cheated. Yeah. And so, like, the idea of having testosterone in your system and that being an unfair advantage predates this popular debate. Yeah. And so it's already in there, and so all, all people had to do is just connect those two things, and mm-hmm. then people go, yeah, that's not that's not fair to the women. And yeah. then also, like, what is feminism? This is a big question. What is feminism in a genderless world? Yeah. If you've been a feminist for 60 years, yeah. What what happens to that? You know, these are these are big questions that I understand would make someone nervous mm-hmm. and and lash out, you know? Yeah. So it's it, it just breaks my heart when I see them. It's the same thing. Like I was um I was talking to a friend the other day, and I've got a friend who's like he's basic he's basically racist. Mm-hmm. He just thinks a lot of racist things. Um, then he's and, racist <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Um, and so, so my friend was like, well, how can you be friends with him? And it's like, he doesn't have any hate in his heart. He just thinks a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. Like he'd never attack anybody. He'd never like, I've, I've, I've seen him in a bunch of situations with a lot of people from a lot of different races. He travels all over the world. He never like thinks he's better than anyone. He mm. just has wild ideas. And every one? now and then, and every now and then I have to be like, nope. And here's why. And he goes, oh, shit, fair enough. And then he moves on. And then that's that's one down. That's one of those yeah. wild ideas gone. But it's just he's just wrong. 
Okay. He's not a he's not evil. He's just fucking wrong about a lot of stuff. Mm. And so I talk to him about it when it comes up. And so like I'm very I think because I grew up around people like that. I'm from, you know, small town Canada, Jordan, I'm sure you knew you know a few uh, uh people that way inclined growing up. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. My, mom, my mom started boycotting uh an uncle's uh Thanksgiving dinner because of uh, lectures he started giving. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So my friend luckily isn't at lecture point. It just comes up sometimes. I go, where the fuck did that thought come from? <laughs> <laughs> and then you deal with it. But it's... Um, is it weird or is it just pretty typical? Like A lot of it is just bo boring, lazy stereotypes that like you just yeah. haven't gotten rid of yet that we all heard as kids. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, black people can fly if you're not looking at them. You know, things like that. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Has there been a black Superman yet? That's probably next. Uh, no, there's been a black Green Lantern. Well, I guess I guess, uh, I guess Blade was sort of a black Superman. He was pretty super. Yeah. I mean, they've oh uh, spoilers, but I mean they've made uh, Captain America black now. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's spoilers. That was pretty clear at the end of Endgame. There's no. I love spoilers. I, I, who does anyone actually get upset with spoilers? I, Scientifically speaking, there was a study done that proved, not proved, but, you know, proved in as much as a study can prove, uh, that uh, more often than not, you will actually enjoy something more if you've had spoilers. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's, it, it always seems like a weird concept because it's not like there's always a lead up in a conversation to talking about it. It's not, it's not like anybody just starts a sentence with uh, Hank dies in Breaking Bad. Or yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I love that Simpsons joke where uh, it's it's talking about Homer and Marge's early courtship and they're coming out of uh, Return of the Jet or Empire Strikes Back, like opening mm -hmm. night and yeah. just waiting in lines. Like, I can't yeah. believe he was his father the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I, I, I actually had a question and I totally uh, lost it. But I think, um, yeah. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I, I yeah, I think in tour in tune with the Simpsons thing. Yeah. Give it a give it a couple weeks. Give it a little you know? while. Give it a minute. Um, if it's a really old movie, I'll talk away about it. But if it's something that came out in the past year, I'm always a bit like, uh, spoilers. Yeah. Um, six months. Six months that you had a chance. Six yeah, months is a lot of time. If you wanted to see it, you'd have seen it. That's yeah. <laughs> Do you, did you go back in time and explain the concept of a spoiler alert? I guess so, right? Like up to a certain point with books, but where you come back and you're just like spoiler alert, Hitler loses, and then you fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you guys are my only friends these days. I I, I just watch movies all the time uh, when I'm depressed. I just lie in bed with my aw. screen on the yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> Gazing into it like a fucking monolith from 2001. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I, because of this dream, though, I did I did check out uh, uh, Jojo Rabbit, finally. Amazing, uh, right? Uh, what? No I, way. Here, here's what I'll say about the movie. Um, the characters are so beautifully fleshed out. Like, I love, mm -hmm. uh, I, like, everybody who's in the movie nails it. Nice work, Jordan. Spoiled the monolith in 2001. I can't believe you'd do something like that. You had 20, you had, uh, 20 years to see this movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, you know what it is? I think it's just from being a um, record uh, 
slash like movie store snob for so many years that um, mm. I, I the ending uh, bothered me um, because of how um, kitsch it was or something like the it, it just felt like oh like I like this better when it was called Royal Tannenbaums or something you know like there's this kind of style of mm. um, filming things like that treats things like in a, in a quirky way. Like I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. somebody's like written an essay on like the kind of style that Wes Anderson does where it's like, it's its own world of caricature. And, yeah. and like mm-hmm. the film is like technically like it's, it's a well-made film. I just, yeah. I just think that um, my favorite parts were the acting, but not the overall message just cause I had a hard time uh, getting behind. Like I thought it was actually going to be more like somehow evoking more of this feeling of like the barbarity of that time um, through the jokes. Oh, see, it, what I, what I liked like, about it was that it yeah. didn't because the whole point is that it's from the point of view of a kid and kids don't yeah. see or understand that barbarity in the way that it, that it is at the time. And so the, the, the fantastical nature of a lot of it is like, yeah, that's how kids fucking see the world. Yeah. And so I really enjoyed that. It was, you know, kids have a, 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 a a self-stylized view of how everything is that you mm. eventually grow out of. But when you ask a kid, like, what happened? They're like, there was a dog, and the dog was running on the grass. And we just saw a dog running on the grass, but it saw this poetry in motion that was just nothing like short <laughs> of exceptional. You're like, all right, man, if you fucking say so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Like, I I, I think that's totally right, what you're saying. And, and um it was, it was something really that just came down to the style of it. Like if, if, mm. if Jojo rabbit was a painting that you wanted to hang uh, somewhere, like you, like some people would be stoked to hang it out and some people would be like, ah, this doesn't go with my room or something. Yeah, like, fair enough. Like, but uh, it, it was, it was well-made. I, I, I was just expecting something like more revelatory. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we I built loved, it up I too loved, much. I loved it. When I saw it in theaters, I was like, Fucking, this is very funny and very bold, and one of the best uh, depictions of how propaganda lives in a a, a child's mind. Yeah, like in in people's remarkable. minds, though. I think, yeah. yeah, they put it into a child's mind, but I, I think, think it's from World War Two. That's totally fair. Fucking bored of it. Okay, so here's a question: What do you think will be? Because all of our dads watch World War Two documentaries. Oh, what um, what do you think will be our generation's World War II documentary? 9/11. Really? I think we're I think because uh, because of the the conspiracy theory, a lot of I know Jordan and I will have gone through periods of like we already know. We don't we don't need more <laughs> information. I guess. Cuz our dads our dads grew up right after. Like I think we've all sort of got boomer dads, right? So yeah. like they didn't fight in the war. So it's something that was just that they could mythologize that their parents did. I think that's part of why it was theirs because they didn't have to live it. Fire festival. Love me a fire <laughs> festival documentary. Yeah. I mean, maybe like there's probably going to be documentaries made about um, Iraq and stuff. Yeah, Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, all of the fuck up of the British and American governments there. Yeah, I feel like that'd be nasty. Especially with what's kind of just recently been going down, there probably will be documentaries in if you if you look at like ten years, 
20 years ahead. Yeah. That's probably what we'll be like, oh, yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah. I I don't think we lived through it in the same way, though. I think in terms of things that are in our personal consciousness. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think, I think recession. I know they did I like this one. I like the Cold War. I think the Cold War is a pretty good bet because it was long and it was happening when we were kids. So it was still like, at least when I was a kid, Ashley, you were too late. But I think that that'll live sort of mystically. Sorry, Jordan, what were you saying? I just think it's going to be because because all the things you're talking about are like these sort of um, like historicized events, like Mm -hmm. in the sense that because of like the um, 24 hour news cycle and just everything like that people were kind of adapting to already in like our generation. But, but I, I feel like outside of like the social network, which doesn't really count as the same thing. Cause it's more about business. That movie, I, I think it'll be about the internet. Like, I don't think there's mm. been a single movie that's been made just about like, cause I, cause I, I still feel like people are just taking stock in, into like what it's actually done to the world. Like we're, mm-hmm. it's like too big of a thing that we're consuming to actually see from afar. Right. Like yeah. in the sense of like how, like people's opinions you can actually sway them if they use the internet enough by like activating their the dopamine thing they get from like hits and likes and stuff and that like yeah. I, don't know, I feel i feel that's probably to come i That'd think i think um fucking serial killers though uh <laughs> you know yeah, maybe it'll all be true crime it's true crime at, yeah. but in terms of you know there was the war and then there was the fallout of the war in men especially in america but also not especially in america mm. um there's a generation of serial killers that came after the war mm. you know the the kids of the men who came back from war were the serial killers um and there's people who've talked about links to those two things as well and mm. um I think it has a lasting impact on mm. our generation because of the way that it has changed feminism. Um, you know, like I think there, there, there was one. There was a wave of feminism that was about getting the right to vote, and you know. Uh, being allowed to have a job and earn money and all mm. of this sort of thing. And our wave of feminism is please don't murder us mm. or sexually yeah. assault us. Yeah, like, first wave feminists were like, some of us are going to get murdered. That's just, that's just part of it. Yeah. But maybe we can vote before they get us. Maybe. But like first wave feminists, they, they were kind of before the rampant age of serial killers that came after the war you know Um, or did we only just start counting no it was like uh, i mean maybe but there there's definite um research into links between the men who came back from war and the Mm. rise in serial killers um and i i mean i i i would find it very easy to see that link because I think one of the things that's missing from the discourse around a toxic masculinity and sexual uh, harassment or sexual harm is a lot of people say that women 
are objectified and, and seen as these kind of sex objects um, and that men kind of uh, treat them as things that they can just destroy or play with or something like that. Commodify. Yeah. Um, but I think that people don't realize that that isn't something that hasn't happened to men as well. Mm. Because when men were sent off to war, they were treated as objects, weapons to be sent into the front line to be bullet sponges for a, a, a political agenda without yeah. any, you know, recognition for their right as a human being to not be torn to shreds in a battlefield. Mm. And I think that that um, has done some deep damage to the masculine psyche um you know i think that it i think it must have broken something and and made made uh violence and and <laughs> um objectification really well, and also a, a, a yeah. reinforcement <laughs> of of the idea of hierarchy yeah, like it, yeah, it will definitely. absolutely solidify the idea that some people get to tell other people what to do. Yeah. And even if you don't want to do it too bad, because the person that has more power than you told you to, because mm -hmm. that's a soldier's life. And so when you yeah. have generations, because it was World War One, World War Two, and it wasn't that long before World War One, you know, that they were like fighting civil wars and shit like that. It was yeah. these they've, they've been fighting a long time. And that goes mm -hmm. for Europe as well. You know, they've basically been at war for hundreds of years on and off. Um, and, and not long enough that generations got enough of a distance to it. At least their grandfather yeah. was in a war. And mm -hmm. so that sense of like, there is a hierarchy. Men are here. Women are here by just general understanding in, mm -hmm. in an unspoken agreement that, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, patrol, whatever, what's a fucking private, a private is here and a corporal is here. Uh, why? Because that's how it is. And so once you've got generations that are that instilled in that hierarchy and that's how they've always lived and it's how they survived in a way, mm -hmm. because if that hierarchy falls apart, the army falls apart, then it, it only makes sense that they would bring that home. And yeah. of course, it'll only continue the, the yeah. subjugation and therefore objectification of women because it's like, I bet their corporals were just like, do this. And I was mm -hmm. like, why? It's like, because I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. Do it, private. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and definitely serial killers have existed since humans have existed, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But I think just that sort of... A lot of them got to stand on a temple and just stab a child in the heart for God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think there was definitely... Uh, I, I, I think it's a it's probably a cycle, really. Oh, yeah. It goes... They go from killing each other to killing us. Mm. <laughs> um, so, I wonder if, I wonder if I, not having. Oh, sorry, Jordan. Well, yeah, I, I just had a thought um, during uh, you guys talking about this, which is that uh, you know the that example of um, uh, so you were saying that there's like a high uh, number of serial killers that were like in the war that were the children of the men who came back from war. Right. So yeah, like just kind of people indirectly affected by the trauma 
of, mm-hmm. of mm. like growing up in that environment and stuff, right? Because yeah, yeah experience um, it secondhand. But yeah, so like I think what's interesting though, or like the, the the thought that came into my head was just that you know like all these all the kind of like wave of um, of uh, TV shows and movies that are kind of about serial killers. I think from the last like ten years, like True Detective, they did the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure I'm sure there's more. I'm Dexter. Sure. Yeah, Dexter. Right. Like I, I feel all of those shows um from what i've seen of them like they all uh sort of maintain this notion that um you know like there's people who are uh, have these like psychological aberrations and it's up to the state to like protect the citizens from them but Mm. um like i think what you know the the fact that it's the state that caused those like it's like it's almost like the serial killers are byproducts of like a you know, a rotten culture and a rotten like um, political mm. system. And, and like, I think now, like as a lot of reporters have been touching on and, and, and things related to, you know, like something as like fucked up and, and triggering even just as a concept for some people, because of its associations with like the right and, and, and everything. It's like, you know, mm. stuff like Pizzagate or like this idea of um, Jeffrey Epstein, like, I think what everybody knows on some level, uh, even if they haven't like read about it, um, is that like the true serial killers are, is the state themselves. Like they're, mm-hmm. they are the ones who like profit off of like human trafficking and like, like oh yeah, like places. And so it's, I, I think, yeah, if, if anything, um, it, it just seems like all these issues related <coughs> to so, so like what we've talking about today are like there's these like byproducts of um like yeah like just just how truly like decaying <laughs> the empire is and they really want to pit people against each other to keep yeah. them like busy and occupied but not really talking about the fact that like yeah like you know these people have been involved in cover-ups and like like we're but they're doing their job they're like they're they're keeping me safe at night they're like Anyways, this could go into a long run, but part of the, I mean, part of the, part of the the point of the the state as we know it is that it has a monopoly on violence. Uh, No one else is allowed to commit violence but the state, and so that will attract serial killer types. Yeah, because they want to do it. They Mm -hmm. oh baby, they want to hurt people so bad, and and so like if they do it and the people need them to do that, then they're going to cover for them because they're going to be like ah that was pretty bad, but we really need them to kill some of these people that we're okay with them killing. So maybe just yeah. fucking brush yeah, that one away well, and they'll well, just naturally be drawn to that. Or, or, like, or even no, even no cop, the job even cop no, is made for sociopaths. Dude, like the, the CIA, <laughs> the CIA will like, there's a lot of um, evidence. And especially recently with this one book, this guy wrote, I can't remember, but like that, you know, like Manson himself um, was a CIA asset. Yeah. Oh, is that the book John was talking about before? Maybe. I think it might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the latest, the latest Manson one that's apparently incredibly in depth, and the guy took like twenty years to write it or something, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the one that um, John recommended, and I was going to go and get it, but it's like really expensive over here. <laughs> What's up? I mean, like recently we found out Tucker Carlson applied to the CIA and was rejected. Which is hilarious because fuck that guy so much. <laughs> right? But he isn't he the kind of guy that you can see wanting to commit violence? I can see like every year 
uh, that he goes back home for Christmas, he's just hoping his dad will congratulate him for doing a good job on the news. Mm. But really, his dad, <laughs> yeah. dad wanted him to work for the government, but he was just too dumb to pass. So now he's trying to bring it down. <laughs> this is Tiger. This is uh, something that I think about a lot. A lot of ex-U.S. Army guys uh, who became cops said that a lot of cops would not pass a psych test to be allowed in the Army. Um and they yeah. wouldn't. And when you see, like, I remember watching this one interview. It was um, um, a, a soldier watching videos of cops um, interacting with people. And the one that stuck out to me was, um, and I'm sure everyone's sort of uh, seen a, a version of this, but um, he said, you never draw your gun until you're about to shoot it. Yeah, that's military policy. You never pull out your gun until you're ready. Like this is fucking happening too late. And so he was watching these cops and immediately as soon as they show up, guns out. He's like, no, 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 never. Wow. This is wild. This is not. So they're more engaged in violence than the fucking army, man. Yeah. World police, man. That's a crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that book was Chaos by Tom O'Neill. Yeah. yeah, but 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 I feel like like I I feel like really frustrated um, a lot these days with this because it's it's been like weaving its way in my life in a more direct way, which is like only normal. I think the longer you're alive, the more <laughs> you're just like going to become uh, perhaps uh, included in some statistic that you never thought you would be included. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like I, I've I've like the government, at least like the, the one here in, in Quebec, like they are not happy with me right now. And they're, they're fucking with me big time, um, which is its own story, but that's not really what I want to talk about. I, I wanted to talk more just uh, about the fact that um, like, yeah, like I, I think we're seeing more and more too, that there's um, like parties that uh, on, on some kind of like, le- like they've, they've been able to adopt the nomenclature and all the kind of like virtual signals of woke culture. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so like, for instance, like the, the municipal, like the mayor of Montreal, Valerie Plant, like people love her here because she built bike lanes uh, for the roads and, and her mm-hmm. party has done some good things for like what a healthy city should be to function, you know, taking like the Berlin method of like reconverting spaces for art and like, but they're, it's all money, right. Cause they're getting money for it. But the, the thing yeah. is, is that like, in the last like six months, they've really been amping up, like getting journalists to talk about um, uh, like gun shootings that are happening in parts of the Island, which I'm pretty sure like it it has gone up, but within this wave of press, they just up the SPVM, the Montreal uh, police department's budget by $5 Mm. million. And like, you know, it's like that this whole, these people like are, only in it for like a certain angle all the time but i, I think in in the stage of capitalism we're now like um politicians are getting craftier with like being able to present themselves as like your ally but if you just look mm. at where the money goes they uh anyways yeah Kristen yeah. cinema Kristen cinema is a great example of that uh U- u.s senator that uh, the left really got behind mm-hmm. and is now right. actively holding back all progressive legislation yeah. and there's people that are following her around and they're like we docked on doors for you, and she's just avoiding them. We got raided again. We got Bye. raided. <laughs> Cue the video. I have got it. No.
Welcome to the Untitled Extreme with John and Chris and Ashley. Stick around and give us a follow. You are awesome. Hello, Raiders. Welcome in. Thank you for following, Atlas. Thank you. We're just talking about the complications of modern day politics, but. Skizmo, uh, oh. thank you for subscribing. Very much obliged. Thank you for the sub. You were in the Choose Your Own Narrator. Oh, that's fun. Nice. I come up in that a few times. <laughs> um, Mary Lane Robertson, if you don't already follow Mary Lane, go and follow her. On Thanks the Thursday nights, she does something called Choose Your Own Narrator, where she tells a story, and every uh, couple of like every couple of minutes or something, um, a new narrator is chosen by the chat, and she improvises an accent and tells the story for that few minutes in that voice and it's so so funny and uh yeah i've come up in the choose your own narrator a few times and mary lane seems to think i'm a californian gal valley girl so <laughs> I, I do come up from time to time <laughs> um, uh, thank you for following like the tree as well there's yeah. a few follows in there welcome into the troggies I will be right back. I've been holding and going to the bathroom for ages. Talk amongst okay. yourselves. We'll talk amongst ourselves. Oh, is he going to stay there? He's he, no. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> so we've tackled turfs and serial killers. <laughs> and what was the other thing? <laughs> uh, we're talking about. Um, the... Have you got anything else on your list? <laughs> you need to check uh, off. I've got... I love that you brought a list. That's so considerate. <laughs> I've got um it's also shitty... something I would do. <laughs> I can barely read my own writing. Uh, I've got shitty dads. Uh okay. Can't relate. About. I love my dad. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I, I love my dad too, but uh, I still think he's shitty. Um <laughs> Wow, that that's forever etched into time now. I, I said it out loud. Therapy breakthrough. Um, uh you Ooh. hardly know me, so this must be very weird for you. <laughs> It's all right. I've been going to therapy since I was 14. You can say anything to me. <laughs> uh, Ashley, are you a Beatles fan? <laughs> so weirdly, what we were talking about earlier uh, it came to mind for me was uh, we mentioned um, you were saying that like, oh, when you're a kid, you're like, uh, Fleetwood Mac sucks. And yeah, yeah. then you grow up and you develop music taste and you're like, oh, no, they're really good. I remember being in a car and we had given this guy a lift i was going to a party and we gave a friend of mine a lift but he wasn't a close friend he was a boy in the year above me and we were giving him a lift uh in my dad's car and um my you know we were trying to make conversation but it was really awkward because it's like this boy that's the year above me who i don't know very well and my dad and so they kind of get talking about music and I, I'm just like trying to be cool in front of this boy, and I'm just like, yeah, Dad's really into the Beatles, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, just, my my friend calls the Beatles. My friend who's my age is just like, I hate it's kids' music. Yeah, exactly. Or I think for me at the time, it was like that's my dad's music. Like yeah. it's so old, yeah. and I was so embarrassed because the guy was just like, oh, but I I love the Beatles. <laughs> I was just like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> um 
and my I feel really I like still feel bad about that because my my dad is just like well I like them and uh yeah but I I do actually love the Beatles um I have a, a friend back home in Ireland and he uh has a band himself and he writes his own music and everything but we used to go to gigs of his a lot and he uh would do he would do his own music but he would do a lot of covers and he but he very well um and he did a lot of the Beatles and uh actually I'm gonna give him a little shout out um the band's name is the Big Lovin um so go and give them a follow and uh you can watch their music video that I'm in if you like <laughs> nice. um that's where Sister Ashley was born I was the I was a nun in his music video and um I kept the costume and uh yeah <laughs> is, it, is it like full on uh nun costume or is it it's a... full nun costume to the point where we were filming and this elderly couple walked past and they said bless you sisters to the two of us so we we're just like oh shit they think we're real nuns <laughs> well, this I, is I say... definitely and and this is before uh was it the 2018 referendum so with the abortion referendum the thing that people don't realize is that there was also a referendum to because uh, they'll sometimes put two bills on the same vote um mm. and there was also at the time a referendum to remove the blasphemy law um it didn't get talked about very much because people were just like yeah that's fucking done and it's gonna go but this was pre-blasphemy law being removed we could have been Oh yeah, prosecuted for dressing as nuns that weren't real nuns, like accepting blessings <laughs> yeah. with a false heart. Um, but I think even just like the parody of the music video could have been seen as blasphemy wow. by somebody who took it seriously enough. You know, can you imagine being that person? You know, <laughs> um, oh, Whoopi Goldberg has been banned in Ireland for Sister Act. Wow, not <laughs> Sister Act Two, Sister Act One. That's Sister it. Act One. Yeah. <laughs> In, in Quebec, they tend to dub a lot of their movies over and rename them. And Sister Act uh, in Quebec is called Rock and Nun. I wanted to, uh, I brought up the Beatles just because um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm like six wave Beatles fan, which is, which is, I'm past the point. I, I unabashedly love the Beatles, but I, uh -huh. I no longer argue with people that, disparage the beatles okay I'm, I'm totally fine i i almost like i understand it away now from working at record stores where it's just like yeah we get it the beatles it's yeah i get it <laughs> um but but i'm totally going to see that uh peter jackson documentary that's coming out in uh oh, yeah. months. okay um, it's like all all this uh footage um that was never released from the making of their last album but um I will. Uh, if you subscribe <laughs> to, I'm going to give my Patreon link after. You can help. Out um, it's going to be a six-part book. Uh, but um, there's this interesting thing I've noticed over the years, which is just um, like Paul. Like I, I have this conspiracy that Paul is like trying to um, just kind of like you know have the final say on the Beatles with what it meant okay. like the stories he tells because i've seen him repeat stories a couple times but <clears throat> when he played in quebec 10 years ago my friend alex was in the crowd and and he like it was a great show he did wings songs he did all all kinds of songs but then the encore he came out with a ukulele and he like tells a story 
where he says like you know and i used to i used to give a lot of uh song uh writing lessons to george especially when he was trying to write more songs and and i said oh, that sounds really good and i gave him a few chords and then next thing you know he came in and wrote and showed me something and then he plays something yeah. but he's he's like claiming to have helped uh, him write it okay and, that's the and, kind of story a drunk guy in a bar tells yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but then there was this really fucking weird thing in the trailer for the documentary that's coming out where they're playing a clip of let it be um in it and paul's voice in this one section of like uh, the intro where he says something like mother mary comes to me like you can go watch this after uh but they they slightly auto-tune his voice and not like in a in a like a Lil Wayne way, just like to make oh. it sound more pitch accurate. And no I know, and I'm like, what? Why? Why that? And uh, anyway, so I, I feel like Paul is going mad in this old age. Oh, do you want to do an extra episode of a Big Shiny podcast after we watch that, and you can walk me through all the musical shenanigans that <laughs> happened in there? Yeah, it sounds like sounds like a episode that would might be a two parter since the excellent since the documentary <laughs> apparently is six hours long fuck you it's six hours long Jesus, Oof. we're doing a mini series you are regretting uh <laughs> suggesting like big that. Tunes all over again chris <laughs> oh that's wild david this is very funny <laughs> <laughs> for, for podcast, podcast listeners. listeners by the way hello podcast listeners thanks for listening please like going? and subscribe and leave a comment it's wonderful to see you david horror wrote uh when I find myself in times of trouble, turn down for what? <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like, that turn down for what thing. It It's never gotten old. <laughs> it's very funny. It's very, it's so every funny. little John joke is funny to me. I love them yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Um. Another one that somebody reminded me of recently, well, not that I needed reminding of, but, you know, you hear something, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's just mm. good, isn't it? Is the uh, move, bitch, get out the Ooh, way. So funny. <laughs> Why is it so good? I'm it's technically so offended, funny. but I love it. <laughs> I just in my head, I picture someone walking in slow motions with explosions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I remember driving through... I was in my, my my hometown, White Rock. My buddy and I were sitting in the car. We were blaring Move Bitch by Ludacris. <laughs> and we were in the parking lot waiting for a friend of ours. But we sort of slowed down, and this woman was crossing the street. And we were just waiting for her. Like, we weren't mad at her or anything. But the chorus was <laughs> screaming, and we're singing <laughs> along. And this old woman just looked at us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent. <laughs> I think it's, it's so there's a few like riffs from songs like that where they're they're just earwormy, but every now yeah, and then yeah. you're doing something in your life and it just comes into your brain. Yeah. Like if you're stuck behind somebody really slow in traffic and your brain just goes, Move, bitch, get out yeah. the way. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I there was one I realized that I didn't realize what an earworm it was till I got it stuck in my head just out of nowhere. Um, two days ago, which is like you've all seen Arrested Development. Yeah. Yeah, little bits. I don't even, it's like, it, it's always like when there's some awkward scene or, or something, and I don't know what the fucking song is, but it's just like, trying to say to me. Do you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It sounds like Rain Maida. I always think it's Our Lady Peace. 
<laughs> that that sounds not possible, Chris. Yeah, right. But that's that's what it sounds like. I remember looking it up. He wishes he was. He wished. Yeah, he'd fucking love that. He probably got one ass at best. Oh, Jordan, did you know that um, I found this out? The um, the singer, A, did you know the singer from Default? Sorry, actually, we're going to get very Canadian for a second. Okay. Default is the worst band that's come out of Canada next to Tea Party. Um, did you know that he's like a huge country star now? You're asking me this? Yeah. Yeah. Dallas Smith. I didn't know that. Um, and now he's got a podcast uh, with the head of 604 Radio, uh, 604 Records, who is um, who has been uh, Chad Kroger's lawyer and manager since they started. And so I've been listening to episodes, and they have been telling Chad Kroger oh, really? and default stories. It's wild, man. I really want to get him on. And a friend of mine is friends with both of them. That's how yeah. I heard about it. And I was like, do you think he'd come on the podcast? And he's like, how much shit did you talk about default? I was like, endless, <laughs> endless nonstop shit. We were so mean to this band. And he went, yeah, probably not. He's not, he can't really take a joke. He's not really that, he's not really that cool. Yeah, it's, uh, we made some enemies for sure. But uh, good news <laughs> is, is uh, me being uh, too, me being afraid that the government's going to fucking, uh, do something to me as not, I, now I no longer care about uh, other things that used to concern me before. So well, that's <laughs> exciting. Wow. Jordan's about to burn something down. I I had two cops come into the store uh, two days ago for 10 Fuck. minutes and just look around. And then, uh, you know, I was trying to keep it lighthearted with them. I was like, you guys got a, a turntable at the precinct. And he's like, mm. oh, I buy records at home and listen to them. I'm like, okay. Uh, and they're looking around. And then after, uh, 10 minutes, one of the cops buys the first Shins record, <laughs> Oh, Inverted World. <laughs> and, uh, and it also happened to be like the first record in a bin, not something he had to dig for or look for. It's just like the okay. first one up front. Right. Uh, so my, my guard is up, but I also like the idea of him going into the precinct and just being like, do you want to hear a song that will allow you to beat people <laughs> up in ways that you haven't imagined before? It'll change your life. <laughs> that's like, a garden state yeah. reference yeah and and who, who and the state we're talking about is the fucking pigs yeah <laughs> um uh yeah no it's it's a real concern they're they're fucking with me um shit is it just you or are they doing all record stores still it's just me because i oh. i mean i i like talked about the the minister in the press recently and they came like the day oh. after this cbc article came Stuff. Anyways, like, uh, oh, buddy, and I, I'm losing, I'm losing like uh, allies in this. Like one of the other stores who I was, we were kind of working together. Like he's backed off because he's just like, you know, like I've lived in Montreal long enough, and I know that I've seen like situations with people I know when you like push up when the government feels like backed into a corner. Like I'm, I'm Ooh. out. Wow. So, but I don't, I don't know if I can even get out now. Shit. <laughs> but yeah. I'm gonna go to BC and. uh in two weeks, so at least I won't die there from the, the cops. Yeah, you're Shit. safe in my place, buddy. I thought I, thought I was making enemies. It's fucking maybe wild, bud. Maybe I should quit smoking pot. Maybe that'll help with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've gone full circle with what pot is supposed to do. It's not. Mm. Uh, I'm just worried <laughs> cops listening. Maybe they're yeah. fucking in the stream, guys. That's when, that's, that's when I stopped. I started getting a little paranoid, and I just blamed British weed. It says, this is just garbage skunk weed. If I if I look back on this uh, episode like five years from now, I'm like, oh, that's the episode I went into a fugue state towards. The end. <laughs> I 
Are you uh, six wave pot smoking, Jordan? Is David Hoare a cop? Who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David like, Hoare is yeah. in the musical comedy award finals. I will have you know. <gasps> David Hoare coming out with his guitar, Bloomsbury Theater Saturday night. If you're in London, go get tickets. Cheer extra go loud for our see friend David. David Hoare absolutely destroy the musical comedian finalist. Um, oh, David Hoare designed all the music for Untitled Twitch Tube. All of it. So, to the intro, to the Be Right Back thing, uh, which we haven't played in ages. Because um, we're always, Maybe we're always we just here, man. Will we just give like a little flavor of it for... Yeah, let's do let's do a taste. Let's do a taste. Do a taste. Where's Jordan going? I don't know. Oh, he went excited. to go get a plug. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard While Jordan's plugging in, we're going to do... Where is it? Do we not have it on this? Oh, oh you no, know where it is. It's on a bloody YouTube I got thing. It. I got it here. You got it. That's right. Because it was um, it was just too long. <laughs> It's too long for for Streamyard, yeah. Yeah, Streamyard couldn't do it. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's great. <laughs> it's all the ruse. He's just here to shut down Jordan. <laughs> the untitled Twitch stream will be back in a moment. But we don't so know. We've gone. Chill. If you want some of these vibes, you head down to Bloomsbury Theatre this Saturday night. Check out friend of the podcast and possible cop, David Hoare. Where have you gone? Where have you gone? Oh, your internet, man. <laughs> I don't think it is the internet. Let's I think it's my computer. Potentially. Because <coughs> I was playing, like, such... games on this. Uh -huh. Maybe they're out hunting moose. I only just realized that the hills are moving, too. Yeah. Because there's I so many faces like coming at me. Green sea. <laughs> Maybe like... they're watching Michael Flatley. <laughs> Maybe we are watching Michael Flatley. I listened to the whole thing when he first sent it to us. Really? And no... <laughs> section is the same he had he came up with so many things that we could have been doing amazing <laughs> he worked so hard so <laughs> hard go follow david Hoare, watch his streams mm -hmm. and i'm always busy at that time but um go watch his streams listen to his music go see him win the musical comedian finals I was I was talking about that on my stream this afternoon um, or this morning where um, we used to stream at the same time. So he would stream a little bit before me and I'd get to watch some of his stream and then I'd do mine. But because I moved it later because of the time zone I'm in now, I haven't got to see a single goddamn David Horse stream in ages. And I was yeah. asking my chat, I was like, how is he? How's our boy? How's our sweet boy? <laughs> I'm not really watching many streams at the moment. I, I try and maybe dip in and sometimes leave it on as in the background, but I'm just hmm. fucking busy. Yeah. Jordan, do you watch much Twitch or is it, uh, do you even watch us on Twitch or do you watch us on YouTube or Facebook or? I'm on, I'm on I, I watch you guys on Twitch, but um, hmm. when somebody in your camp forgot to update your loyal viewers that there would be no show uh, on a particular week, I, I oh. had to watch something. So I uh, clicked on a random, um, Canadian uh, stream and it was like a full-on anti-vax from Salmon Arm. <laughs> 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 I, 
and I, and I got myself banned from their chat. <laughs> from, um, I, was, I was just like all caps lock, um, like trolling. I was just, I was just writing just like, yeah. And also like underneath the pizza parlor is where they keep the, the, the vats of acid that they're putting. Like I, I just oh, yeah. annoyed the chat so much. Um, I got kicked out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they're troll worthy. Um, yeah. Steve Mooney, um, we have it on a private YouTube. You can't access it. Um, yeah, no, it's just for should, us, I'm afraid. We should definitely like plan a break at some point that people can listen to that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we used it We used it when we did our last mega stream. We did, yeah. It, think, it comes out at the mega streams yeah. uh, to give us a, a break. Um, and maybe it's just a special treat for those. Um Hastings. We should yeah, release John a David Bor album Twitch soon. channel, but he doesn't really. Oh, sorry, I just I said it's the anti-vax one. Yeah. <laughs> Brain. David, I'm working on your hip hop recommendation playlist. I've got a bunch of songs on my phone, but I haven't had time to sit down and properly curate it. But it's coming together. It's coming together. Um, I am so music dense. Like I just, I can listen to it a little bit, but it's just not something that I'm. Like, I, I I don't get into it. I don't know anything about music. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't I don't even know what the music I listen to is. You know, I'll put it on. It's just every day is a winding road by Cheryl Crow. I know repeat. that it's. I know day. that it's. <laughs> I know that I like it, but I don't know who's singing it or. Well, it's okay. Cheryl, it's Cheryl Crow. <laughs> the song is called "Every Day Is a Winding Road," and you love it. We all love it because it's a perfect song. <laughs> I, I that that's probably not true. I I listen to similar artists on repeat. I'm so um, I'm so jealous of you, Ashley. Why? <laughs> because the more you know, the more a piece of your soul gets taken away by by your love of uh, music. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was at the post office and they always play like top 40 there. And I, I'm at this level where like the, the things we were talking about uh, a few minutes ago with earworms, like earworms uh -huh. aren't necessary. And earworm doesn't necessarily mean it's good. People can debate me no. on that. But, um, but there's just some things that will like plant themselves in your head, like a virus mm -hmm. and be stuck there for um, two uh, months sometimes. And, and oh, sometimes like, years. Yeah. There was, yeah there was this one that I, I i went down this like rabbit hole uh like within it was like it was like a, a dmt flash of hatred because uh it linked up with my music. <laughs> i was legit expecting jordan to tell us about a genre called post office just then <laughs> it's just yeah. that's it's really I'm more into post post office, but I'm going to go on record here and say that uh, if, David, if you want to collaborate on uh, what making a post office genre song, whatever that means, let's do it. <laughs> down. Um, anyways, um, but there, there's just this one awful song that references, and I, I know that like I'm probably one of the few people who, not few, but like in the the lower percentage of people who get this, it's it's referencing that Bangles song "Manic Monday," which oh, yeah. was written mm -hmm. by anybody know. Bob Geldof? Prince. Oh, so, okay. So I, I just I, assume, I assume all songs about Mondays were written about Bob yeah. Geldof. But, but this, I don't like Mondays. But this fucking song, I looked it up after because I hated it so much. It's called the song itself is called Hashtag Sunday Fun Day. And the chorus, I'm gonna uh, ruin everybody's Who wrote name. that. 
uh, and and the chorus of the song, it, it's still in my head two months later, and I hate it. It's uh, it's um, I wish it was Sunday, Sunday fun day. Oh no! It's like a Rebecca Black song. Oh, oh dear! Oh, the um, band is called Magic. I'm gonna listen the, to this. In the Manic Monday song, uh, he's like, "It's just another Manic Monday. Wish it was Sunday, because it's my I don't have to run day, because that's my fun day, right?" So they're like, "Oh, oh yeah. God, it's, okay." So it's 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 a it's a it's a beautiful, terrible cocktail of hatred because of the hook, but also what they took. Like just uh, without yeah. any class or and oh, it's so bad. Um, <laughs> Jesus, I'm just gonna highlight Steve Mooney's comment. Rich Wilson's tuned up time machine. I'm sure it's excellent. I haven't actually listened to it, but I like Rich Wilson. He's great. He's great. Go and listen to it. I listen also, to his other podcast, the Insane in the Membrane one, and I love that. Um, uh, have you heard um, uh, Christopher MacArthur Boyd and Liam Withnell's music podcast? Yeah, enjoy an album. Yep. That's another one to check out. They're listening to the. I think it's called Enjoy Anal Bum. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. They are listening to. Uh, each week they're doing a different album that they listen to and talk about, which is on the 100 Greatest Albums of All Time list thing from. Is it Variety? Rolling Stone or something. Variety. Yeah. Rolling Stone or something. One. Yeah, I don't know, but um, that's their podcast. So that's another mm-hmm. one to listen to. Um, also, there's a podcast called uh, the Big Shiny Podcast, which uh, if Shiny you were podcast. into uh, alt rock, that guy or that guy, <laughs> and it's an and situ- It's both of us. It's great. Yeah, um, but if you're into either of you. Oh, okay. Yeah. You yeah, know. but not both. Not both. <laughs> no one likes us both. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. more specifically, you should be into both of them. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's some good music podcasts. I just like the thing is, I do actually, I know about music. So I, I studied music. I I played a bit of music when I was younger, um, and all of that. So I'm, you know, I, but I just don't get obsessed with it that much. Like, mm. I will. I love artists, but I don't know anything about them. I don't know anything about how they make their music or yeah. I don't I don't I don't know the behind the scenes information the same way I do when I watch films. I love behind the scenes information on films, but I just don't get that way about music. But then why um, don't you watch these scenes themselves then, as you've famously never seen a movie? What is it about the production element? We're just gonna stop that right there. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to um, I'm going to make a suggestion with you if you are interested in uh-huh. uh, cultivating that, perhaps, ju- or just see if you have it. Watch a movie. I don't know if I am, but yeah. Go on. Right right All right. Uh, well, then I was gonna say watch a uh, watch a movie about um, like music or something. Yeah, uh, or- that's probably a really good suggestion, actually. Yeah. Um, I think to be honest, I. I'll bring Chris back. <laughs> <laughs> what a little tantrum move that is. I, you know what? You don't deserve to come back. I was just about to let him come back, and now he doesn't deserve it. Well, the look he just gave you is the look that, like, a dog who's being too needy, you're just like, well, uh-huh. you're just making weight, and then, you're like, are you going to behave now? And then That's exactly like, yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. He's so <laughs> incredulous that this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> So as you were saying, actually, 
as I was saying. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I think it comes down to a lot of um, anxiety and stress. I don't. You're not allowed to bring yourself back. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> not. It's not a Sunday fun day now, is it, buddy? No. Um, I should have seen that coming. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris. You come on back then. <laughs> if you're gonna throw a little hissy fit about it, that was yeah. funny, and you know it. That it was, was funny. funny. It was hilarious. But I think now... the countdown gets funnier with the greater gaps that come between it. Like the yeah, longer the, the it goes, longer. the more we've forgotten about it as a thing. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um. As I, I, I'll just finish up my point. Was just that um, I don't really like noise that much, um, <laughs> and music manifests. Oh, Frank. Ha- Frank! I'm sorry. I did. I forgot Frank was even able to be on this stream. Oh, yeah, I'm coming through uh, my. Um, oh, you're coming OBS, your OBS, which is linked to my Twitch, and Baldy is currently channel, in my chat. Twitch. Oh, that's my, my I see. And so that Very one's here. So I'm also getting sound alerts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's Ashley doesn't like music. Chris doesn't like um, movies. Um, no, I love movies. It's Ashley that doesn't like movies. She's never movie. seen a film. Oh, okay. So, that's canon. That's canon I don't on like the screen. Ashley's never movies. seen a film. Yeah. Uh, but you um, know the shit out of books. So that, that trumps all, yeah. obviously. Um, Except actually, Chris tries to own that genre as well. Yeah, I own a lot um, of books. I, I think we're books. seeing. I think we're seeing a pattern. Really, I, I, is I, that I like... Chris just thinks he's he's the best at everything. And <laughs> here's a here's a little here's a little game I always love to be. Uh... Yeah, John doesn't like minorities, famously. <laughs> Chris, Chris I, here's okay. He, this is like a almost like a friendship test that I, I I'm gonna fail, but um. I have a feeling, and I, I just thought of it now, that Chris, like, uh, prove me wrong, but I feel like you're somebody who hates, like, modern art sculpture. Like, anything that would be in the Guggenheim or anything that's, like, post-1920 sculpture, like Ferlinghetti and stuff. I, like I, I don't like any art that needs a three-paragraph explanation of what it is. No because, art that. Exactly. And that's what I mean is, like, you've done a bad job. And that's whenever I see a sculpture that's got like a whole fucking essay next to it, it's like you did a bad job. Your your sculpture should tell me this. <laughs> David Orr says you can't read books and be the pullout champion. Pick a lane. I can do both. I can do both. <laughs> okay, so you love modern art. My apologies. Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as it's yeah, as long as it speaks for itself. Let me decide what this art is. It's like with. How many Campbell's soup cans do we need on a canvas? Am I right, guys? That's yeah. If like if if uh, Kaufman put like the reason I chose four is because <laughs> of this and the Aristotle. It's like I don't care. That's not why I'm here. I want to look at your stupid cans, bud. Yeah. 
Yeah. Have you have you guys ever gone to a museum just because you felt like it was something you should do, but then regretted every single minute you spent? It? Pretty much every time I've gone yeah. to a museum. Yeah. I love museums. I love them so much. I, but it, I, it, I prefer going alone. I can, don't. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I, well, then I can what? decide what to I, look at. I love going to a museum with my dad. That is the only way I enjoy museums. Uh, I don't like art museums. I just <laughs> there are two like Hall of Fame comments that just came in. Yeah, uh, and the one is David Orr and uh, Ashley. Do you know what song this is? We played it on the we played it on the stream recently, so it's fair enough if you don't. But I know the tune immediately. Jordan, no. can you guess it? I can't hear anything. No, you can't. Oh see no, no, oh comment. no, not the song. But you, can you read the comment? So this is to the tune of a song that you know very well because we grew up at the same time. What David Hoare just wrote here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're the oh, lyrics wait. of the song. No, I don't. I can just twice as high. It's in a book, a sticky <laughs> book, the <laughs> reading yeah. rainbow. rainbow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. That's top notch. And then... um. Let me see those cans, <laughs> Chris on art. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to design a, a thing of that, I would very happily have that on that a t-shirt. That would actually be like, really like, great. Let me see those cans. You guys could have like shirts that's each of your faces like uh, 40 times on the shirt, Andy Warhol style. I'd buy that. That's a good Twitch merch idea. I'll take 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Soup. Oh yeah, I was trying to remember Andy Warhol's name once on stream, and I just kept calling him Mr. Soup Cans. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with somebody uh, who lived on the streets of New York. Uh -huh. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, we should we should show Jordan the artwork that we were uh, given for. Um... Oh yeah, he'll love that. Yeah. I love art. I'll see if I can bring it up. Uh, I'm trying to remember what. Uh, which it. part I was it was in? Oh, you've got it? Oh, amazing. I've got it. Uh, I'm just going to make sure this... Yeah, this doesn't show anything else. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing screens is always exciting. Uh, da, 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 da. There it is. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I never... I'm very confused by the idea of Chris and John as cherubs. I've never had <laughs> thought I ever expected to have, but I know I'm glad. they're so cute. Um, and Ashley, uh, they, yeah, they, what the hell does that say? Operation Smash Operation Choke Slam. <laughs> I'm not enough of a troggy to get that reference, but um, cool. Operation Choke Slam is <laughs> basically. <laughs> The mission to get me laid. Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, specifically by somebody yeah. who might choke me. Well, well I think I, they better I choke think, well. I think yeah. I think um, using melancholy and the infinite sadness as artwork is a great idea because Billy Corgan uh, made that album as a giant uh, operation to get himself laid. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think things will work out. Oh my god, that's so cool! <laughs> oh, you really enjoyed that album, didn't you, Ashley? You listened to it for the first time I after listened to this it came after yeah. this artwork was made, and I actually really, really liked it. Um, and the I don't know—is it the title track? Uh, 
what's it called? Mel melancholy. Melancholy in the infinite sadness. Yeah. I really liked that. I know it's like a, but that would be what I listened to, just like piano music or kind of really calm. Well, how did you feel when you got to the song XYU then? Jesus. Well, there's definitely the rest of the album is completely yeah. different, but I just, I really liked that. And and then kind of as a, another thing, I liked the rest of the album. Yeah. Um, but like most of what I listen to is slow classical music, um, like Bach, Chopin, Tchaikovsky. Uh, you know what my favorite Chopin song is? Go on. Shope sticks. <laughs> so, so Ashley, you're basically. <laughs> I, I can't. Accept I that. reacted to that so much. <laughs> I just my face. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost control of my face for a moment. <laughs> why, why does this joke upset me, Chris? That's gold. That is gold. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ashley, you're saying that because you uh, listened to so much classical music, you felt this void throughout all your years listening, and then you're just like, what this really needs is this nasally guy saying, the well, there's a vampire over top of <laughs> classical. That's what this album did for you. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I really liked it, though. Um, but yeah, such a fun little piece of art we got in. We are so here for fan art, if anyone wants to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Love Just putting fan that art. out into the universe. Love it. Um, That's Thank you. Thank you, Patty. You appreciate me. That's... Yeah. So to be clear, that was a joke on the song Chopsticks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and the pronunciation of Chopin. Right, and yeah. you, put, you put those two things together and you're like, I got myself a joke. It's not a good joke. It's Don't a great joke. You laughed no, so not. hard. <laughs> I, I laughed at my own reaction. <laughs> your whole body, your whole body laughed. Hey, here's a joke I just made up in my head. I'm going to share without thinking if it's a good joke. Hey, what if uh, what if the people that wrote Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto made a record with the Rolling Stones and we could call it Sticks and Stones? Not as good. You're right. I, I'm ashamed. <laughs> but there was more heart. You only just proved my point. It, you know, <laughs> there was more. There was more conscious effort put into that. Yeah, it's, I'm a natural. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear the joke um, about uh, in the 90s? They're making uh, movies about, you know, classical composers because Amadeus was such a hit. And so but now they want to, like, make a more Hollywood version. So but they kind of want to make it like like have action scenes in it and make it exciting. Mm -hmm. So they're contacting Sylvester Stallone. And he's like, I think I'd like to to play Ravel. He's, I've always loved Bolero. It's a great fucking song. I'm down. Consider me down. And then um, John Claude Van Damme's like, I would like to be Eric Satie because people don't usually get to see my sensitive side. Mm -hmm. And then, and then um, uh, they get to Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger, and and he stops and he thinks and he says, I'll be back. Yeah, there you go. That's how you do it. All right. That's a good one. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and we just hit two hours. I feel yeah, like I that's a perfect. Say, yeah, we're just, just before we wrap up, I want to talk about 
very briefly, I'm just going to mention that there's something happening on my Twitter at the moment. <laughs> okay. That's something good. Um, start a I think it's good. Um, so I tweeted something last night and just slowly through the day, the likes have just been creeping up. So I tweeted and, you know, I put a lot of effort into some tweets. This is not one of them. Um, I Always just, the ones that go. Yeah. So basically I tweeted that I have lived in Scotland for three years now. I studied Scots Gaelic in my undergrad. I've been learning some Scots and Scots literature and generally pretty good with language and place names, etc. But today I learned how hmm, two place names are pronounced and it has floored me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, show you these place names. And, I'm, I'm, hang on. Nice. I'm looking at the tweet right now. Actually, uh, yeah, I saw, tweet? I saw Mary Elaine answer you. Yeah. So this is the tweet. and But like you'll see, the, the likes are climbing up. There's 300, mm-hmm. more than 300 likes there now. So these are the two place names. I want to see how you guys might pronounce them. <laughs> you want to take one, Chris, and I'll take the other kind of thing? Uh, uh, sure. Which do you want to pick? You're the, you're the guest. You you pick first. I'll, I'll take the last one. Okay. Go uh, on. Nungave. <laughs> That's is that your final answer. <laughs> I mean, like the, the actual one I would do as like somebody who would have no idea maybe how to uh-huh. um, would be Milne Gabby. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the problem with Scottish things is they are not interested in phonetic spelling. Yeah. Um, well, actually, the problem is that the place names have existed before they were written down and they were written down uh, by English landowners. Which means that they should be even more phonetic because they should have spelled it the way it sounded because they yeah. were English. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Wimis. So the first one is pronounced... <laughs> John. <laughs> the first one is pronounced Weems. Weems. And the second one is pronounced Mulgai. Oh, fuck off. English people wrote that? That was that's rude. Oh, it, it's right? pronounced how? Mulgai. How where's the uh? Where's the oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't I I don't know. But anyway, I found out how they were pronounced yesterday, and that's what I tweeted. Wow. But like, yeah, I just it's getting a lot of response, and I think this is Scottish Twitter accepting me into the gang. <laughs> nice. That's great. <laughs> Uh, we have we have some fan art that David Hoare just sent me. Whoa. Uh, don't get your hopes up. Uh, <laughs> it's very funny. I'm excited. <laughs> Is that Ashley? That's Ashley, yeah. I think it's supposed to be me. Oh, it, that's me from Operation Choke Slam. Yeah. I can't mm. tell. I can't tell if you're supposed to be bald and jumping rope or if the brown is your hair. <laughs> I think the brown is supposed to be my hair. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Just one strand, one rope. Yeah. Oh, always appreciated. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We love all your art. We love all your art. Um, shall we do some plugs? Yeah. 
Uh, Jordan, yeah. do you have anything that you would like to plug? I would just like to plug uh, my mom because she came to see me recently and she's uh, who you guys should try and get in touch with uh, if I die in the next couple weeks. Uh, okay. Cool. Okay. okay. So, yeah. I just, Let's... just as your friend, a little bit of advice, don't tell people you want to plug your mom. Just. <laughs> I, I You're mean, a 14 year old I... child that just heard it that way. Let me, yeah. let, me, <laughs> let me retort with this, Chris. We all once had to de-plug from our moms. That's true. There you go. <laughs> Ashley, if you're not ready for the big conversations, then you can't be around. <laughs> I I can't believe that actually came That was out a petty me. retort is what that I was, was. It was just a fun, just a fun That move. was a petty retort. You've just wanted to find any little reason to remove me from the screen. No, it hasn't crossed my mind once. Uh -huh. I just saw an opportunity. Wow, you guys sure. have been doing the show together for too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> to the moon Chris, any plugs uh no i'm gonna be at hecklers this weekend in victoria if anyone's around that should be fun uh bc just uh changed the law so we can have full capacity in comedy clubs again um as of sunday um so i'm gonna be setting a date i was waiting for them to do that before i set a date to record my album but i'll be setting a date to record my album soon uh and Ooh. so look out for that it should be great and if you're in the west coast of Canada for some reason, come on down. Great. Am I um, gonna you record your app? Your uh, it won't be that soon. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, it'll be like maybe December, maybe January. Cool. Yeah. Keep an eye out, folks. Um, my plugs are this. Uh, we have some social media channels set up. Please go and follow them. I've mm. I've set up a TikTok. I'm still learning how to use it. I spent the hour before this stream trying to make a clip from last night. Didn't go well. Abandoned the entire thing. And uh, yeah, I'll be attempting to do that again probably tomorrow. So um, yeah, likes and shares, much appreciated. And uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Yeah, John will be back, I think. Oh, I think he's back, back Sunday. I think if not, he definitely should be back. Did yeah, tell, I think he is. Tell you guys what, he, what happened to him? Is that that's probably not to share on air, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, he's, he's in Dubai. He's in Dubai. When he was down there, he picked up something. Um, anyways, maybe he will share that. Well, like, he hasn't told us that. I to what do you know before we do? <laughs> I'm supposed to mail these like record covers out. Uh, to ah, okay. Oh, okay. Share his crazy. He's news. probably saving the stories yeah. to tell us on show. <laughs> that's that would be a real spoiler alert if I just told him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We know it's not an STD because no. he famously doesn't fuck. It's not a heroin addiction because it's Dubai. Um, yeah. It could be a nice gift for his mother. Could he loves be. his mother. I'm going to assume that's what it is. I think it's a nice gift for Joanne. Ashley, what's your guess? <laughs> um, I'm going to say he picked up. Oh God! It really could be anything with John. Yeah. Is it some sort of disease? Is I mean, it I scarlet can fever. I cannot get that scarlet fever thing out of my head. <laughs> <That's wild. laughs> Last night. I don't want to step on his. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Don't tell us. We'll find out. We'll find out the next show. But. Yeah. Oh dear. No, Tiger. Oh, if he got COVID, he would have told us. Oh no! no he already told us like yeah. a COVID thing. Yeah. No, I, I but, only joke about that when people die from it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there such a thing as a foot clapping disease? As anyone? <laughs> no. Make him clap, John. Yeah. What's? Oh, has he picked up another broken limb? Oh, um, that would be wild. Oh, just one more piece be. of fan art, real quick. Just, uh, oh, just a little bit of. Uh... <laughs> Look at that. I don't like the cove. That's absolutely correct. These are such like throwback references, David. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> These are like I don't even know what the cove is. The cove predates me. <laughs> you don't know the cove? No, that was oh, I my wish time, I, man. I wish I had my green screen. I can't do it properly, but essentially, don't go in the cove. Yeah, but that's Basically the answer that. I get every time, and it doesn't help me understand what it is in any way, shape, or form. That's all you need to know is don't go there. That's. that's <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, we should probably raid somebody. I am opening Twitch <laughs> now. I have got paleontologizing hangs with hands we could do hangs with hands uh yeah i'm good with the hands or have have let's do have good with both have is have wonderful he's it? probably drunk and drunk have is very fun oh drunk have is so funny i did not know that have <coughs> had a child for so long yeah and when i learned that i was just like no <laughs> <laughs> what you're you have a child but you're always drunk um, always Good dad, too. Wild. Wild. Uh, Wild okay, I am going with the raid. Um, cool. Shall great. I get the outro video? Let's get the outro video. All See right. you guys on Sunday. Thanks for watching, everybody. If you want to order vinyl, do it at Phenopolis. Phenopolis in Montreal. That's Jordan's company. Do that. Order from him and give him money so he can fight the government. We'll see you soon. Have a good Let's weekend. Be the old lady. Penis into her vagina.